Hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. My name is Kale. I'm incredibly influential. My name is Maxwell and I am highly successful. Uh, today is Wednesday, 16th, October, 2023. We're recording this. Uh, uh, a uh, lot of stuff to talk about. Number one, right, right while it's hot, right while it's hot and steamy and fresh and um sticky and uh milky and white There's too many adjectives um uh 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 the last voyage of the demeter i i went and i saw that today and what did you think it was okay all right thanks for watching everybody we'll talk to you guys next week Riveting hell yeah content. wow i know right who'd have thought um uh yeah it's okay <laughs> it's it's fucking it's okay i am disappointed immeasurably because there i have two favorite books right i have two favorite books number one yeah, is dracula two, two shut up shut up you've shut read, up shut two out of two books you've read shut up shut up shut up uh, uh, uh. Uh, shut right. up uh uh one of them one of my favorite books is dracula the other is a christmas carol um very very uh diverse taste you've got quite a power. i know right uh yeah i i like both of those books a whole lot so whenever there's a new movie coming out about one of those two books i i want to go and see it and th- i will say I will say, as soon as I heard about this movie, I was like, you know what? That's actually the coolest idea for a horror movie I've heard in quite some time. Like, I mean, how... So you've read the novel, and do you yes. feel like this was an adaptation? Um, Now, see, I haven't touched the... I, I As soon as I heard this book, the, this movie was coming out, I did not touch the book for a while. It's on my shelf, but I, I have not opened it in a while because I wanted to be fresh and ready to go with this and have it like cleared from my mind, right? So that way I would be basing the movie on its own merits. So I, I don't know if there's that much in the section that it's adapting, which I think is sort of a blessing and a curse where mm-hmm. um, like the captain's, law, the captain's log isn't really that much. Do, do Are you familiar with the novel? No. Okay, so the way it's told is it's it's sort of unique. Um, there were a couple of other novels from the time that sort of uh, were told in the same manner, but basically it's told via a collection of fictional letters. Obviously, they're fictional letters. People weren't actually writing letters about motherfucking Dracula murdering motherfuckers, but it's like... What if they were? That, that would be pretty cool. Um but yeah, there's like letters and journal entries uh, and obviously the one section in the book that's based on the captain's log. And I don't remember the captain's log being that large of a section of the book, but it is it's a really cool moment in the novel when, you know, Jonathan, Jonathan Harker, he's back in England, right? He's he's finally he's finally home, you know, because there's that that section in Castle Dracula Spoilers, I guess, for a book that came out 
I did the math on this 126 years ago this year. Um, uh, yeah. Spoilers. If you haven't fucking read one of like a, a book that's older than the oldest living human ever lived to be, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan gets home from castle Dracula, right? He, he finally escapes. He makes it home only to find out. And this was pretty unique at the time that the, the monster actually followed him home in uh and like a ghost ship rolls up in england right Mm -hmm. everyone on board is dead captains tied to the wheel and uh there's like 50 crates of dirt inside and yeah and and you're just like damn i wonder what happened to that boat and i think this was a really cool concept to be like okay it's like alien but instead of on a spaceship they're on a real ship and instead of an alien it's dracula i think that's a cool fucking concept for a movie i don't think they did all they could with it but super cool concept shame about the execution probably like a six out of ten if that how did the dracula look uh a lot of people were clowning on it i didn't hate it but i didn't love it um there's been so many fucking vampires there's been so many fucking vampires in in cinema that like you know you you, there there's so many to compare it to that you're like okay you know if it looks just like the slightest bit fake or goofy then it's not gonna work um but yeah i thought it was okay uh that that wasn't my biggest problem with it i would say my biggest problem with it is a let's just go down the list of the notes that i wrote um in at the beginning of the book they directly say that the the movie or that the events were based on the captain's log from the novel dracula and that completely ruins it i know you knew that it was a vamp uh dracula movie but the person i went with i went with one of my friends mm-hmm. um they didn't know at all but that completely ruined it for her yeah because it spoiled what it was going to be about yeah thankfully she hadn't read the novel but like you know it's fucking dracula man I, uh... and then they started at the end where they were like oh yeah everybody on the ship is dead you know, and it's like, come on, why would you start at the end like that? Not everyone has read this book. Again, it's 126 years old. Not everyone knows this plot anymore. Yeah, uh, that's kind of weird they start in the middle. Oh, not at the middle, at the very, very end. They start with the ship rolling up on the shores. And that is like the very, very end. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I thought it was fun. I thought... uh performances were okay um nothing to write home about some clunky dialogue um one of my one of my biggest complaints was a hollywood's aversion to rampant child murder like like outright explicit child murder um uh i'm I'm gonna spoil it for you maxwell i don't know if you were planning on seeing it i'm i'm fine with you spoiling it Okay, spoilers for everyone. 
So Dracula gets to the kid. He bites the kid. It looks like they killed the kid, but then it turns out he's alive, but then he dies later. And it's just like, why didn't they just fucking kill him now? Right? Yeah. So instead, he like, later, they like pull back the sheet. Uh, cause they wrap him up in a sheet, obviously, cause he's fucking dead and they, they didn't want to, you know, yeah, you know, you know how it is, but then, uh, he's the, the captain who's like the grandfather of the, of the kid. He's like, I thought I saw him move. So he pulls back the thing and then the, the boy attacks him, but he's a vampire now. So he burns up in the sun. So it burns the captain and that's, yeah, but like, that was totally unnecessary. They could have just fucking killed the kid. They could have just killed the kid. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm upset by it. Um, but well, they don't often kill the kid, so maybe they it, did, in fact, kill the kid. Yes, maybe they gave you a false sense of security. Very true. Very true. But. Uh, what did your friend think? She thought it was okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I thought it was. Okay, so I looked up the, the captain's log. It's not a lot to go on. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not a lot to go on. I'm sure they took a lot of creative liberties. They did. It is not much um yeah spooky it's a little spooky the movie it's a little spooky um i will say for a rated r movie very light on rated r materials oh really it was very little gore one f word and uh uh no nudity so, like, I don't know why this couldn't have been PG-13. Like, there was barely any blood. The only gore we got was, like, dead animals. They killed the shit out of a dog. But other than that, yeah, it was very, very, very little. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was funny that it was... I, I, that I looked it up later. I'm like, are you sure it's not PG 13? But no, it was rated R. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Like even there was a compound fracture in the movie. And even then it wasn't nearly as egregious as it could have been. And that, that's one of my big icks. I do not like compound fractures. They're disgusting. I hate them. What are those exactly? It's where a bone breaks and then it comes out of your skin. Oh Yeah. Yeah, don't like those. I I have a couple of of biological icks. One of those is that I, huh, I'm getting a little sick just talking about it. But yeah, not not gory enough. But the performances were all okay. Um, and they had a cool little fight against Dracula, and then he goes off to do his little thing, his little his little vampire thing. I will say. Um, I feel like maybe a better choice for this, uh, would have been, 
uh, Robert Eggers, um, but he is doing a remake of Nosferatu. Um, oh, so we're just going to have a bunch of vampire movies coming out very soon? Yes. He's got Bill Skarsgård to play uh, Dracula. I don't know if that works. I'm going to be honest. He's not old enough. I think Stellan would be a better Dracula, personally. Because... Yeah, I mean, like, that's... Do they actually cast anyone to play this guy? In Nosfer- in the new Nosferatu? That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, they've, they've got it all completely cast, actually. It's, um... Uh, the, the cast list is Bill Skarsgård, Nicholas Holt, Lily Rose Depp, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Emma Corrin, Willem Dafoe, Simon McBurney, and Ralph Einson. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not a... Oh, I think they're done, actually. I think they're done filming. Yeah, they wrapped in, uh, in May. Yes, they're almost... Uh, they're almost done. But yeah, uh, having Nicholas Holt as the not Jonathan Harker is actually a pretty pretty solid inspired casting choice. I do like that. Um, I just think, yeah, I, I would have liked Robert Eggers doing this movie because it's basically just the lighthouse, but on a boat and it's Dracula. I see. And I, I think... You know, it would it would have been it would have been cool. It would have been cool. I like Robert Eggers. Um, speaking of Dracula being one of my favorite books and uh, Robert Eggers being a really good director, I have a really I'm I'm gonna do a little pitch for you here, right? I'm doing a, I'm doing a pitch for you, and I think this might be this might be the greatest film of all time. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, Robert Eggers. Period piece, A Christmas Carol. I've never seen a... What do you call it? A Christmas a Robert Carol Eggers? movie. Oh, I was going to say, you, you've never seen a Robert Eggers film. Oh my god, you've never even seen a Christmas Carol movie? Oh my maybe god. Maybe like... Maybe like... Uh... The Muppets one? The Disney one? Maybe I've seen the Disney one. What is like Robert Eggers known for? <laughs> Uh, he did the lighthouse. He did the Vavitch, oh, and yeah. he did the Northman. So he, I've oh. I've only seen the Northman, but that was uh, good. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, I I kind of sense his style. I mean, they he definitely has a very visually striking style. So. Yes, and he's really good at doing period pieces. So he should do a Christmas Carol. I want it played completely straight, perfect adaptation, completely quoting the entire book. I I don't want a single misquote. I want it to be completely historically accurate, and I want Robert Eggers behind it. I would pay so much money for this. I don't. I it would literally be the greatest film ever made. Because like, you know, a lot of his movies have like horror esque elements, and for the time a christmas carol is like partially horror you know yeah, i like, feel like it is i feel yeah. like like he the plot is very central around him being scared into becoming a selfless person 
Exactly. And I think I think he could pull that off. I think Robert Eggers could really pull that off. Um, I think he would probably treat the source material with a lot of respect. And I think he would really do a good job because he treated uh, the story of Amleth with a lot of respect. And uh, I'm sure you're aware, but Prince Amleth is the inspiration for Hamlet, you know, the Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. I think if Robert Eggers made like Hamlet, but with all the same cast members, I think that would also be kind of the tits. Don't you think? How much different would it be from the Northman? Um, well, Hamlet doesn't go on a Viking raid where he catches a spear and then throws it back at the guy who threw it at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like uh, that part. <laughs> that was the coolest shit. I'm so glad they put it in the trailer because that that was what convinced me. You know, Robert Eggers, you know, I didn't go see the Vavitch. I didn't go see the Lighthouse, but, you know, I'll, I'll you know, uh, maybe I will. And then he does the, the spear thing and I'm like, oh, fuck, yes, I'm sold. I am sold. And I watched that shit and it was beautiful. Uh, yeah. But I I think Andre Overdahl... Uh, the director of, of Last Voyage, I think he kind of oversold it a little bit. And of course, I built it up in my mind a whole bunch because I was like, this might be my favorite adaptation of Dracula ever. Um, I'm not sure if it is. I think probably Nosferatu still probably holds that title. So, we'll, yeah, I mean, it's really good. It, Nosferatu is really good. Um. I don't like uh, I don't like the Bela Lugosi one all that much, just because source material um, is is very important for me. Yeah, yeah, and he changes a whole, a whole lot, and I don't like the uh, what is it the Coppola one. Uh, yeah, that one is just weird. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I didn't really like Dracula Untold either but i don't know i i will say it wasn't creepy enough i the so what i i think i heard this somewhere i don't know where i heard this but i think they said what they were going for in last voyage was i i think i said it before alien but on a ship instead of a spaceship and count dracula instead of an alien and i don't think they pulled off that claustrophobic atmosphere the no. alien has because alien is so fucking good at that. You know, in space, no one can hear you scream is a fucking hard ass bar. Yeah. I feel like if you were to do Nosferatu in space, you would have to, you would have well, to do a lot to follow up what alien did in its like, you know, horror yeah. and th- themes in space. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Nosferatu, again, the, the, the horror in that is that, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe cause Nosferatu is actually different than the, you know, the, than the original novel, but I guess just because, you know, it's got a different name. They've they've changed a lot. I can kind of take it on its own little thing, like like by its own Merrick. But it's a fucking. It, it is a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
the German expressionism shit. It's yeah, it's good. It's good. They're yeah. But it's I don't know. I just I feel like uh Dra- Dracula the book is really the best way to experience it. There are very few uh adaptations that are better than the original book that they're based on and dracula is is no exception i i think it is very rare that there will ever be i I don't think there will ever be a a dracula adaptation that is better than the book um that's how good you review the book then i fucking love that book dude it's so good it's so cool like, imagine being in, like, 1897, before vampires were a big thing. Like, they were a thing, but they weren't, like, a big thing, right? And then you read this fucking badass novel about, like, a fucking a cowboy, some weird vampire hunter, a doctor, and some lame-ass banker going to uh, stab a, 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 a rich dude who sucks blood in the chest with a wooden spike and then cut off his head and then his body burns up in the sun. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a very interesting premise. Yeah, Dracula is a great book. Go read it for yourself. It's it's told in a really interesting way. It, it, like, it's written in a really interesting way. It's got a lot of that cool gothic horror atmosphere. I always liked gothic horror. I always liked gothic horror with, like, the 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 like cold stone walls and the cool castles and shit. That was awesome to me. That's so cool. I love Gothic horror. It's so fucking sweet that they really peaked back then. They really did. They really peaked. That shit hits different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so good. It's just so good. You know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is really good as well. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Frankenstein, but like super influential. That's good too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just, it's fucking dope. It's fucking dope. Yeah. And speaking of Hamlet, you know, some people like scholars of the genre, they're like, you know, Hamlet's like a precursor, you know, cause it's it's all about like ghosts and like supernatural stuff. In a way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's so cool. It's so cool. The gothic horror genre is super cool. And I'm sad that we don't get more stories in that sort of setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 19th century really, really hits. Really hits. You know, Poe po was, was going off on that shit. Yeah. Um. Although I will say one of my least favorite books, uh, Wuthering Heights, is technically gothic horror. Um, it's not actually scary or anything, uh, and it sucks big dick. But uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't read Wuthering Heights. <laughs> do not read Wuthering Heights. Sound but, advice. But do read Dracula, because Dracula's fucking awesome! The coolest fucking book. The coolest book and the coolest villain. Fuck yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry this 
this didn't exceed expectations, but I think you had a lot of hype for this movie. There was no way it could have ever met expectations for me. There's no fucking way. There is absolutely no way they could have ever uh, matched what I wanted for this book and uh, or for, from that book. And that's that's my fault. That's a skill issue on my part. I will admit. Um, uh, but still, man, just it could have been better, and that is disappointing. But overall. I am kind of just glad that Dracula's getting love still 126 years later because it's such a cool book. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I just really like the Victorian era as well. You know, that just that whole period, you know, you got your Dickens, obviously you got your, you got your uh, Dracula. I, I think it's, I think that era is one of the coolest eras in history. And, like, so much good literature came out in there. And it's just really cool. And I, a lot of people have recognized that it's really cool because as soon as it hit public domain, boom, 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 adaptation, adaptation, adaptation. They were doing adaptations long before then, and it was... Uh, and, and that's why... Yeah, that's why they had to change the name to Nosferatu. Uh, but, like, as soon as it hit public domain, boom, 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 boom. So many. And it's so cool. So fucking cool. Obviously, I feel like we should also talk about, you know, Christopher Lee. Obviously. Christopher Lee was fucking awesome. Great, great Nosferatu. Yes. Well, he was he was actually Dracula. Um and Peter Cushing was in that too. Uh and that was cool. Those yeah, the hammer the hammer horror movies were, they were fun, they were fun. It's uh yeah, yeah it's fun. Great. It, they they were they were good. They were they were. I love it. I love those those campy ass hammer horror movies. I think they were really they were really fun, and I think, I think that's like an indelible part of Dracula's legacy. That uh that they're that he's spawned like so many like cool you know classic horror movies and Mm -hmm. yeah he's just he's an icon you know he's an icon and i i'm glad he's getting some some airtime still uh this this late in in history and like you know it's still a fun movie um it's not getting the best reviews on like rotten tomatoes and i understand why it's not it doesn't really hold up to being like analyzed or anything. It's very clunky in the dialogue. It's very, yeah, it, it's just, it's not fantastic, but you know, it was cool and hopefully it leads to more people, uh, like picking up the book and be like, damn, this is actually really cool. And yeah. That seems like a good way it. to, to do that is by crediting the inspiration yeah probably not a lot of books or not a lot of movie adaptations of dracula are gonna do that yeah i will say um the best part about this movie is that andre overdahl and the people who worked on this movie 
really liked the source material. They really liked the novel. And I think that's that's very abundantly clear. And I and I love that. Yeah. They, I'm sure you can respect that a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that was a um yeah, like even if it didn't vibe for me, even though I know it could have been better, it came from a labor of love for the original novel, and I'm not gonna knock that. And I do say uh you should probably go and watch it. It's a pretty fun time. It's you know, it's good. It's good, go watch it. I liked it. Uh you know, it's it's a good way to spend it like one or two hours, you know? An hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Definitely, definitely go watch it. It's fun. Um now, speaking of things that we have very high expectations for, I think we should do our ad break now because we have very high expectations about that. And then also we should do, wow. uh, we should talk about uh, uh, the thing that happens a week from now. Are you excited? I am excited. Very All excited. Right. So we'll, we'll catch you there. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about Ahsoka after the ad break so definitely stay tuned since i moved out on my own i've been working on trying to stay healthy by avoiding fast foods and fatty meals as well as keeping my hydration up i know how bad it feels when you're severely dehydrated and it really helps to have some help keeping your water and electric electrolyte levels in check that's where today's sponsor liquid iv comes in liquid iv is a category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and twice the hydration speed from water alone, plus three times the electrolytes of a traditional sports drink. You can use it first thing in the morning, as part of your workout routine, after a long night out, or on long flights. Anywhere you need hydration, you can use Liquid IV. I particularly recommend it due to the festival and concert season starting, since partying all day in the hot sun really makes you sweat. Liquid IV is also made with premium non-GMO ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. They are also partnered with many organizations providing protections for water access worldwide, donating over 39 million servings to over 50 countries worldwide. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code IIHSPODCAST at checkout. All one word, by the way. Uh, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IIHSPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Go check it out at the link in our description. Thank you to Liquid IV for giving us a sponsorship. This episode has been generously sponsored by skunknuggetparenting.com run by my own talented mother. Parenting is hard. Sometimes kids and parents are like night and day. It can be very hard to get on the same page with them, and a lot of parents have anxiety that maybe they're doing it all wrong. Luckily, there is a service out there that can help. Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions is a company that provides parent coaching services, resource referrals, and psychological profiling, along with 24-7 phone and text access in an all-virtual program. Plus, the first consultation is free. In order to get this amazing service, please visit skunknuggetparenting.com. That is skunknuggetparenting.com. Thank you to Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions for sponsoring this episode. Thank you all for listening. And now, back to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. 
let's just get down to brass dicks ahsoka what do you want what do you think what are your what are your thoughts what do we feel like i want there's a lot there's a lot of questions you asked there let's hear okay i want the show to start with everyone separate i kind of want it to start similar to uh what was it called heir to the empire where it it kind of maybe it starts with the villains you know doing something really evil and the ghost crew is scattered you know like Mm -hmm. they're separate and like i want there to be quite a bit of time where these characters kind of are by themselves before they eventually become a big group you know uh i want what else i guess balin and this this apprentice to be you know people working for thrawn yeah what about you I think Ezra is that Inquisitor. There's no fucking possible way that he's not. Um, I think hopefully they kill him, but that's just me. Uh, I'm an asshole and I hate Ezra. I hate Ezra more than anyone and anything in the galaxy. Um, ours or theirs. Um, fuck Ezra. All my homies hate Ezra. Um, Do you want him to turn? Like, f- back to the light side? I mean, to... I mean, to the dark side. I think he already is turned to the dark side. We don't know that. Uh, I mean, he's been gone for like ten years, and nobody wanted to go and save him. I would turn to the dark side if all my friends abandoned me. But yeah. then I'm That'd not Ezra. Motivation. Yeah, but then I'm not Ezra. So, like, if I was Ezra, I would do some self-reflection and be like, damn, everyone hates me. Nobody loves me because I'm a terrible character. Okay, then. <laughs> but uh, as someone who enjoyed Rebels, unlike you, I'm very excited to follow on these characters. Um, you know. I I have a huge crush on the actress they got to play uh sabine so i'm gonna watch even though i hate rebels i well i also have a huge crush on mary elizabeth winstead so and rosario dawson okay this is kind of like if they wanted me to give a shit about characters from rebels this is the way to do it it's like your dream crush show um not really because they don't have um Ah, what's his fucking name? They don't have Lenny Kravitz and, uh, uh, what's his name? Simon Baker from The Mentalist. They don't have either of them. Because that would be my dream show with with my crushes. Mm -hmm. Those two two men. Um, I'm not gay, though, I promise. But, like, if they interacted with each other, I swear to God, I might absolutely, like, lose my fucking shit. Dear God, they're both so fucking hot. Oh my God. But I'm not gay though. I swear I'm not, I'm not gay. I'm uh, not. I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not gay. 
I have a terminal case of the not gays. Um, speaking of, uh, I, I do want to, I do want to talk about this, even though it has nothing to do with Ahsoka. Uh, but speaking of actresses, I have a crush on Rachel Zegler's gotten herself in some hot water. Hasn't she? Uh, so she's going to be the new snow white, but she's been, you know, kind of shit talking the original a fair amount being like, Oh yeah. Well, the prince was actually like a stalker and that was weird. So we're going to change that. And it's just like, uh, she said some other shit about it, but like, uh, and, and, Oh, oh, no, 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 no. One one of the other things she said was that she didn't even like it growing up. And it's just like, if you have no respect for the source material, why not make a different fucking movie? Oh, wait. It's because all of Disney's IP fucking flops. Anytime they make a new IP, it fucking flops. And every time fucking Rachel Zegler's in a movie, it fucking flops. She's 0 for 2 right now. What was her uh, last movie? Shazam 2. And before <laughs> that, it was West Side Story. You know, West Side, yeah. so- West Side Story, you know, got good critical reviews for some reason fucking why it sucks most musicals fucking suck uh that that that's some harsh truth you know even even as a recovering theater kid uh that was an embarrassment yes you should you should feel embarrassed if you were a theater kid um maxwell that includes you because you were just in a production I mean, um, I kind of get some embarrassment from theater live action. Yeah, theater have live you... action movies—they're like they kind of have been atrocious. There has never been a good crossover from theater into live action. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I think I haven't seen Moulin Rouge, but I've heard that it's better as an adaptation. Okay, as... but that's because it has fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. That doesn't count. It has right. Obi Wan Kenobi. But doesn't it doesn't it speak to the power of Obi Wan Kenobi that he can make a musical and not just that an adaptation of a Broadway musical good? Yes, it does. Ewan McGregor is one of the greatest actors of all time, and Obi Wan Kenobi is the greatest show Disney Plus has ever created. Yeah, I will. I will agree. I will die on that so. hill. Just <laughs> for that so. one fight alone. Just for that one fight alone. It's the best show they ever put out. Everything else is just icing on the cake. It's unfortunate because that is six hours of icing. The fight between uh, uh, Moses Ingram and Darth Vader was pretty good. She has a good scream. I've said it before on the show and I'll say it again. She has a really good scream. I didn't like their fight. I didn't like when she did like a complete roll and Vader didn't attack her. He just kind of waited. Yeah, he's toying with her. He thought it was funny. He literally he didn't even get his own lightsaber out through the entire fight because she's such a non-issue for him. Yeah. That's that's the whole point. Is he doesn't even give a fuck and it was awesome. He was the greatest. He literally the the whole point of her being like flashing back to her as a child to Anakin stabbing her during Operation Nightfall is that 
she's literally still just a fucking youngling compared to him because he's fucking gangster as fuck. It was awesome. It was so fucking cool. <laughs> and he and again, he hit her with the with so fucking hard ass bars. The some cold ass shit, dude. He was awesome. Yeah, his and, best one liners. Yeah, he had some of the greatest fucking one liners in Star Wars history. You were warned what defeat would bring. I will tolerate your weakness no longer. Is a hard ass bar. He was spitting fucking bangers. That is, you cannot deny, that was some of the best Vader we've ever gotten. And that was Hayden Christensen, right? That was Hayden Christensen and James Earl Jones doing the voice, and they did an AI to, like, revert it back to how it sounded in the original trilogy. And I thought it was fucking flawless. I will say that, you know, those things were were definitely top-end for production. And, and every scene with Ewan McGregor in it was incredible. And of course little Leia was was great. I like her. I I'm glad she's getting work. That Vivian Lyra Blair kid. I I think she's going places. I think you know, the Stranger Things phenomenon and the it phenomenon sort of you know, that really did those kids a lot of good. I think she's going to be the next one of the little the little it kids um you know that'd be exciting yeah i hope, I hope she gets a long successful career and yeah uh she was really good and you know what i really thought was was cool i really like the kid in the black phone i saw that last year i thought that was a really good horror film i thought there was some good fucking uh uh kid performances in that i think i hope those kids get to have a, a cool career oh, a nice long, cool. successful career yeah that was a good movie go watch that too go watch that too um but yeah obi-wan kenobi if if ahsoka can even rival how good obi-wan kenobi was i will yeah that that will make it a fucking masterpiece in my eyes but I will admit my expectations are a little low. I didn't like Mandalorian season three as much as I didn't hate it as many, as much as a lot of people, you know, were complaining about, but who, yeah, it was, it was, it was a bit of a downgrade. We really can't catch a break from like these actresses in, you know, hot water following a season of the Mandalorian. Well, what what happened to Katie Sackhoff? Oh, I just mean... No, I don't mean her. I meant Lizzo. Oh, 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 yeah! Oh, oh my god. Alright, so I went and saw, like, Nuvie. You know, know, they they played the Nuvie bullshit before my... Before your movie? Yeah, and by the way, they're still using a fucking old-ass cut for... They were doing, like, promotion... For a movie that came out last year. So that's how, how long ago they fucking recorded this. Uh, so they really need to get a new one. But also, Maria Menounos fucking sucks, and I never want to see her again. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine how easy it is for them to do that when they've got the SAG Astro. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything that is they've true. got is probably old footage. Or well, all those, footage. all those, uh, 
I don't know. I feel like I, I think that there's this one segment called Perry's Picks where it's like Perry Nemiroff, I think is her name. And she's talking about movies. And holy shit, we're in the dog days of movies. Let me tell you, because all they had to talk about in that was um, The Nun 2 and A Haunting in Venice. I will admit A Haunting in Venice I'm super fucking stoked for. Um, are you familiar? I've seen the trailers, but I don't know its history. It's fucking it's it's so it's Hercule Poirot, you know Agatha Christie, but oh. they made it a full horror movie now. They made it a full supernatural horror movie. That's cool. And I think that's a fucking sweet premise because the original story that it's based on, it's it's like way different. So Kenneth Branagh has taken it in a whole new direction. But like, holy shit, it's it looks really cool. You know, obviously Death on the Nile was cringe because Gal Gadot can't fucking act. Um, ironic how she talks about, we have enough champagne to fill the Nile. Because that's how much you'd need to drink in order to actually like her performance in that movie. Um, well played. But, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, I felt really good about that one. Um, but like, holy shit, this better be good. It's got Tina Fey in it. It's got Tina Fey in it unfortunately not playing miss marple because holy shit that would have been a good crossover that would have been a, an amazing crossover like i would have shat my pants mm-hmm. um because you know she's like the other big protagonist of agatha christie i don't know if you know how successful Ag- agatha christie uh was but like i think she might have sold more than the motherfucking bible she she's absolutely insane numbers she, yeah. I, she's definitely sold more than Shakespeare. Uh, any any other author by far. More than Stephen King. More than R.L. Stein, who has sold more than Stephen King. Which is really funny. Did, did you know that? They brought it up in the Goosebumps movie. But yeah. Uh, yeah R.L. Stein, Stein made more money than Stephen King. Yes, he outsold Stephen King. Because R.L. Stein's work ethic was insane back in like the mid-90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. He was pumping out books. Oh my god. That man pumping out books. What was your favorite Goosebumps book, by the way? Oh, I don't know. There's so many. I, I like whichever ones where the kids get trapped and they don't come out. Or they, they get like trapped in whatever situation they're in. And they're not like, wow, that was really intense. I'm glad I'm, I'm rid of all those problems. And they're like, you know, I don't know, whatever whatever haunting that is you know maybe they're trapped in a tv screen or something but i like those stories i like the one where it was i think the kid moves to fucking alaska and she's got like a dead dad or something and there's a snowman that tries to convince her that it's her dead dad and that was cool that was a good one i like that one um yeah that's my favorite but back to ahsoka by the way um I don't know. Who do you have a crush on the most between Rosario Dawson, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Natasha Bordizzo? Who 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 do you have a crush on the most? I don't know. I guess Natasha. Man, what a I, I said it first. I said it first. Come on, be original. Be be original. I don't know. I mean, I'm mostly interested in like Balin. Who's uh, 
played by what's his Ray face? Stevenson. Rest Ray in peace. Stevenson. Yeah. Rest in peace. Big ups. Um, not in a sexual way, but maybe. Yeah, I was gonna like say on a level on a level higher than those other actors. I'm, I was I'm gonna say to I hate to disappoint you. I hate to disappoint you. He's dead. Um, but yeah, I I, I think it'll be cool. I think again. I'm going to reiterate some of the criticism that has been prevalent nowadays. There's too many fucking Jedis who survived Order 66. I think we're hitting that limit here in a bit. And Well, I don't think these people are Jedi. No, no, no. Balin Skull is. Balin Skull definitely is. He, he uh, confirmed. Confirmed. Oh. Everyone oh. in the Order knew Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. He, he knew Anakin Skywalker on a personal level. So, I wonder how he escaped Order sixty six. I wonder if maybe he and he and Anakin had an arrangement. I wonder yeah, if maybe they'll maybe they'll have a short, like flashback scene since they've got CG Coruscant. But somehow CG Coruscant doesn't look as good as, well, like, I mean twenty twenty two Coruscant doesn't look as good as twenty two thousand two Coruscant. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know Andor I mean? made it look pretty fucking good. Oh, that's true. I meant, yeah. like, Mandalorian Season 3. Well, shut up. Don't worry. We don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that. Even though they totally reused assets from Andor, we don't talk about that. They did. It was kind of jarring. I was like, why are they using the same exact cut <laughs> to yeah. film this? I all right. I do want. I do want to revise some of my criticism from Mandalorian season three. Um, I do want to say I kind of feel bad about shitting on Katie O'Brien. Um, I don't like her acting a lot. Like I, I feel like she's sort of o for two, much like Rachel Zegler. She's kind of o for two for me, in terms of like. I didn't like her performance in the two things that I've seen her in, yes. but sh- she seems like a really, really nice lady, really nice person. So I don't want to, I don't want to shit talk her any more than that, but I, I did not like her performance in either one of those. <laughs> and, but you know, hopefully, hopefully she gets to be in something where she is utilized a little bit better. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, she's u- utilized a little bit better and is given a uh, like some better direction. That would be that would be good. Um, yeah, that's that would, fair. Yeah, because I just have not vibed with anything that I've seen her in, and I did not think she was that good in them. But, Do you think she'll show up in this Ahsoka show? Maybe I don't know. I don't know, man. I I it's it's hard to it's hard to guess now. Um maybe. Ho- hopefully, and if she does, hopefully she gets some better direction. Um is it Dave who's directing all the episodes or some of them? That is a good question. I'm looking it up right know. now. I'm looking it up. All right. Uh sir survey says it's entirely written by dave filoni they got kevin kiner for the music again which is cool great yes great i don't want anyone else 
to do yes. this kind of I didn't I think he did the music for Rebels too. Uh yeah, I think so. Um so episode one directed by Dave, episode two and three by Steph Green, four by Peter Ramsey, uh Filoni for five, Jennifer Getzinger for six, Gita Patel for seven, and Rick Famiywa for eight. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's smart because, like, trying to direct a whole season sounds like. Yeah, I feel painful. like I feel like that might be a lot of the reason why Obi Wan didn't vibe so much with everyone is because Deborah Chow to like directed every single episode. I'm sure she probably got got burnt out. Um. Yeah, I don't know why she directed the whole show Kenobi. That should have been padded off to like multiple people. Probably. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Uh House Gita Patel did some work on House of the Dragon, which is good. How did you feel about Hot D? Did you like Hot D? Did you enjoy having Hot D in your I, home? I don't I haven't had Hot D. I haven't watched Hot D. I see. Jennifer Getzinger did Jessica Jones, so that's automatically a bonus. That's that's automatically like uh uh Fuck yeah, I'm excited. Because Jessica Jones was... Oh, you know what would be cool? What if, like... What if these Rebels voice actors cameo in this Ahsoka show? Kind of like The Last of Us. With, like, um... I don't know, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson and everyone else. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Because, I mean, Um, Matt Lanter is already made a live action appearance in one live action show granted it had nothing to do with him but i want i would want to see um yeah i i i I wouldn't mind seeing freddie prince jr i like freddie prince jr Mm -hmm. uh yeah do you think you could do a different voice no he's a voice actor no, so. he's an actor. He's an actor. <laughs> he's he's not a voice actor. He's an actor. But um what if he's Fred? What if he's just Fred from Scooby Doo? Yeah. How would you feel appears. about that? I I wouldn't mind adding Fred to the Star Wars canon. Yeah. Oh well that that would also mean that we'd have to bring in Shaggy. Obviously we're going with Matthew Lillard, correct? Well, now that Casey Kasem's dead, it's not like we have much of a choice. But can we agree that Matthew Lillard might have been better than Casey Kasem in some instances? Um, I won't speak ill of the dead. But it, I mean, I mean, it's not speaking ill of the dead to say, you know, because Casey Kasem, you know, he he was a great he was a great uh, uh, radio show guy. You know, I, I love I love Casey Kasem. There's like this old hobby store in Wisconsin when I that I used to go to with my dad, and they would just always be playing like Casey Kasem reruns, and he was great. He was great doing that, but I don't think he was as good as Shaggy as Matthew Lillard is. Math- Matthew Lillard might just be my f- one of my favorite humans. He's kind of amazing. I agree. Like Scream One, both Scooby Doo movies. And then every single other Scooby-Doo property that he's been in since then. And then also just him as a person. Just like 
in every single interview where he's like, hey, I would love to be Stu Mocker again. I would love that. Can we, can we please be? Yeah. Uh, can we please bring him back as Stu Mocker? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'd love that. Uh, yeah, I just want Matthew Lillard to get more work. Oh my god. No, 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 no. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. Shut up and listen. Listen to this shit, right? I'm about to start cooking. They ought to put me on the Food Network because I'm about to start cooking. Watch this shit, bro. Remember Shaggy? What? <laughs> Remember Shaggy from from Clone Wars 2004? Yeah. The, what if they got Matthew Lillard to play him? But he's dead. No, but like it, they redid that scene or like they recanonized him. But it was Matthew Lillard playing him. And he was like, uh, like Zoinks, Keanu Mundi, General Grievous is going to kill us. And then he gets killed. That'd be awesome. Would that not be cooking? Yeah, no, I, I like that. That would be amazing. I would, I would shit my fucking britches. Um, yeah. But yeah, right. Uh, how do you feel about this being Ray Stevenson's final role? I mean, it's solemn, but it's it's cool. I mean, it, I mean, speaking from my personal biases, my dream is to be in anything Star Wars. And Me too. It seems like he got he got that, you know, and he has a love for the work. Yeah, he expressed it a lot, and you know, it's sad that. We won't share that with him until, well, we won't be able to share that with him, but, you know, we can come close to understanding what, what that was like when this show comes out. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed his work in, uh, one of my favorite things that he was in was, uh, Rome. Rome was a really good, had a really good first season. Um, is all I'm going to say about that. Uh, yeah, really good, really good first season on Rome. And, uh, yeah, Scott Adkins, uh, who played, uh, uh, Mark Antony did a, a little, um, what's it called? Tribute to him and, and sort of talked about him when he passed away. And yeah, I, yeah, I, Hopefully, hopefully he was, he was happy with his performance and he didn't regret anything. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the story, like as it's being written by Dave Filoni. Yes, I am. I'm also very excited. Like he knows these characters very well. So I would, yes, I would, I would expect a lot of like new things and changes that the characters go through because that's like something i really am looking forward to is what how these characters change in this yes. show you know because uh for like most of season one they had like villain of the week type stuff and they only really started getting development around like season three <laughs> yes and it's it's a four season show so yeah. Um, speaking of, I know we said that one of the uh, uh, 
what is it jennifer getzinger um worked on jessica jones another jessica jones alum uh david tennant how do we feel about that i i'm i'm hoping that he helps someone build a lightsaber that would be fucking cool that'd be (laughs) fucking cool why else would we have the guy that can build lightsabers in the show i yeah uh uh i'll tell you why because it's fucking david tennant yeah, what what made him come out of the woodworks to, to get I mean, the Star I don't Wars know. project? It's such it's, a it, it's kind of a big pull, you know. Like of all the like celebrities you get in this show, David Tennant is probably like riding up there in this cast list, and he's I mean, he's just a voice. He's just the robot. Yeah. However, counterpoint, it's not like he was really in the the weeds. He is doing the. Uh, uh he's doing the uh uh what's it called doctor who specials this year nice good for him he's he's coming back as uh what is it the 14th doctor um but he's the 10th yeah i know i know this is wait hold on so he's gonna be the 10th and the 14th doctor not to be not to be a bit of a doctor who nerd because i want to i want to preface this i'm not i haven't seen like any of the original series um but the there's a a future regeneration called the curator who said during a special with the 11th doctor that also had the 10th doctor and the war doctor who was portrayed by john hurt and was the one in between the old show and the new show uh uh the curator said to the 11th doctor that uh some old faces are going to be returning and they've been waiting to do that until right now. And like, that's, that's such a cool like setup. Cause they did that back in 2013 and I think it was 2013. It might've been earlier, but like they waited until now to bring that out. And I think that's really fucking cool that they were like, yeah, we're, we're paying that off now. Finally. And David Tennant's back, you know, everyone's favorite. Shut the fuck up if he isn't your favorite. He's your fucking favorite. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's coming back. You know who I'd love to see come back? Who? Fucking, fucking Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi is awesome. I fucking... I love Peter Capaldi so much. I would love Peter Capaldi to be in Star Wars. I would love Matt Smith to be in Star Wars as well. I, I think just about everyone who's ever played a Doctor could pull off a pretty convincing Jedi Master... I mean, they kind of, they're already in the sci-fi genre. Not that Star Wars is very (laughs) science-y. Yeah. I, yeah. You know who I think would be a really, really good, this, this is one of my favorite fucking, um, casting things that I've ever had. This is, this is a dream fan cast for me, but Lee Mack and David Mitchell have really, really, really good chemistry together. Um, they're like good friends in real life. They were on, um, they're on this show called would I lie to you on, uh, what is it? Channel four, uh, uh, over in, over in the UK. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's basically like a, like a, a panel show. If you're familiar with the concept where it's, it's like two teams of three headed by David Mitchell and Lee Mack. And like, they'll say, they'll give like a, a fake story. Uh, a, a real or fake story about their lives and they have to like 
either come up with details on the spot um, or like actually just tell the real story and the other team has to guess if it's true or a lie. And they have such good chemistry. I think David Mitchell actually wrote about Lee in in one of his like autobiographies. Um, also, if you haven't gotten David Mitchell's autobiography, it's a really good read. He, um, I, I just really love David Mitchell a whole lot. He's, he's one of my favorite comedians. Honestly, uh, I, I, our senses of humor aren't very similar, but he's definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to get into comedy. He's, he's definitely an influence. I, I really enjoy his comedy. So I, I would recommend picking up one of his books because he's really, he's really insightful. He's really funny. And then he also talks about um, uh, his, how he got with his wife. Uh, his wife, I think, was like a journalist uh, for like the BBC News, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And uh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she's like a like a TV presenter, and they met like a couple years ago, and they dated for a little while. Um, and he writes about like how he was just like instantly like smitten by her. And, and it's, like, really, really sweet to see how, like, sincere he is. And it was just, oh, it was really cute. It was, it's really, really cute. And Apparently yeah. she is a professional poker player. She is also that as well, yes. But, I, wow. Uh, yeah. And, but, like, he was, like, uh, you know, courtly love, like, watching from afar for, like, three years until they started dating, like, for real. And then they got engaged two years later, and it's really cute. And then they, they like they have a kid together. He's awesome. He's awesome. I, I love David Mitchell. But like David Mitchell and Lee Mac as like a C three PO and R two D two type would be fucking classic. That right? sounds pretty entertaining. Yeah, because Lee I'm, Mac. Yeah, I'm excited for. There are gonna be. It seems like there's gonna be quite some rebellion stuff in this this new yes. show probably not to that degree but we're getting i think we're getting like an r7 and, i hate r7 droids they look so ugly i like well the I triangle eye the triangle eye looks fucking dumb looks so bad i mean maybe i have a, a bias because i got a built a droid and it it made a an r7 and it was the coolest build a droid ever. I'll let you know. There's I'm no I'm HK getting 50. a build a droid. I'm getting a build a droid when I go to uh, Disney in September. I am not making it an R7. Fuck. Well, you. those ones are electronic. Those are a lot different. I had the ones that like you would build from collecting action figures. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think I. Which had one are you those. gonna make? You have to make the one with the ball. How does it work? I'm sure it doesn't work very well. Maybe don't, don't get yeah. the one with the ball. <laughs> I I have a phone controlled BBA at my dad's house. Oh, I don't know you if the app still exists. Then you already have. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, I'm making a. I'm I'm definitely making an R6. R6s are the coolest. Fuck R7s. R6s is where it's at. The big. Yeah. The big bucket heads. They're fucking. Oh no, not R6s. Oh no, I hate R6s too. Uh, it's the R5s. It's the R5s. Okay. Because the R5s, the big, big bucket heads, the tall ones. Yeah. Maybe that's the R4s. Uh, 
I think it's R4. <laughs> okay, no. R4 is the big tall one. R5 is the one that has a bad motivator. Uh, R6 is ugly. R7s are ugly. R8s are actually kind of cool. And then R9s are actually kind of cool. But come on, you can't tell me. You can't look at the R7 and tell me that that looks cool. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> it's well, so Luke, bad. Luke said it sucked in Legends. You're goddamn right. Are you going to disagree with Luke Skywalker? Hell no. Hell no. Absolutely not. And he is 100% correct in this instance. The R7 sucks. The E-Wing sucks. I'm not looking forward to seeing either one of them on screen. I hate that they recanonized them. It makes me cry. It makes me weep. Tears of unimaginable sorrow. I am excited for the other ships. Namely, the Jedi shuttle. We've never yes, seen the it t- live action. Uh, we did. We see it in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, we do. Yep. That doesn't count. It does count. It does count. It does count, and it was good, and it was cool there. It was cool there, and well, it's that, cool here. That vehicle would have been useless anyway, because it had no No, weapons. they put guns on it. They put oh, guns on it. What? Yeah. That's, that's like retconning. That's that's active retconning. No, it's not. The fucking Millennium Falcon has uh, what's it called? Aftermarket guns. It normally comes with the ones that it has in Solo. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I like the one tidbit about the landing gear, in the Millennium Falcon, and how it like it's like there are three in the fourth movie, and there are five in Empire Strikes Back, and then when they made Solo, they were like that's weird and we have to make this ship so what they did is they started with five and then as han like pilots it it loses two yeah i love somebody all right somebody told me today we we do have to move on to the big red button but somebody told me today something very stupid uh they were like oh uh ray you know as soon as she gets behind the 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 cockpit of the falcon you know she flies it just as good as han and i'm like bruh the first time han gets behind the wheel of the falcon he sets a new record for navigating the kessel run meanwhile ray fucking crashes it three times yeah let's let's talk about the the amazing pilot skills i mean of han solo for doing yeah (laughs) fucking han han kind of kind of a little bit op i'm gonna be honest with you snuck up on vader just just fucked his shit up yeah, I love how Vader, not paying attention at all, chosen one, greatest force user of all time, greatest pilot of all time, greatest bar what? none. Greatest what in cinema? Greatest cinematic villain in history gets pulled up on by a guy in a very unfashionable vest. And a very big vehicle. In a very large vehicle. Yeah. How come none of the fucking turbo lasers saw that and they were like, wait, what? Hold the fuck on. Why the fuck is their big ass ship coming this way? No, absolutely not. Yeah. They're, yeah. And it was doing the exact like wrong thing, right? There's a reason why all the fighters had to go down the trench. And that's because if they went straight at it, they would get ripped apart. But no, the Millennium Falcon could do that. Uh, so yeah. basically, A New Hope is a fucking piece of shit. Don't ever watch it. It sucks. Worst movie ever. Zero out of ten. <laughs> childhood ruined. George Lucas ruined my childhood. Um, Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> overall, I want I want them to blow up the E-Wing and be like, damn, that was a piece of shit Starfighter anyway. It sucks. We should just get back in an X-Wing because X-Wings are way cooler. I feel like Dave Filoni would write that, you know? Like, why, would, why wouldn't he just... Because it's kind of its own gimmick in Legends that it's... If he... Sucks. Yeah. So because <laughs> it literally it looks like it's straight out of fucking Battlestar. It sucks. Battlestar is a ripoff of Star Wars, and it fucking blows dicks, and nobody should watch it. It sucks. And anything that looks like it came from Battlestar sucks because of the connection. I hate the E-Wing. I hope it blows up a million times. Uh, and anyone who flies it fucking dies. That's what I want. That's what I want from this film. All right. From from this from this experience is that's an exciting prediction. People are shitting on the E wing and rightfully so because it is an inferior copy to the X wing. Like there's a reason why they aren't using the E wing in the sequels, and that's because the X wing is the best wing. There you go. Mm-hmm. I hope the new characters they add are interesting. I hope they kill Ahsoka. I hope she dies in her own show. Yeah. Why would you want her to die in someone else's show? No, I'm just, just, uh, that would be quite a turn of events. Episode, well, she has to die. She has to die. I don't care what Dave Filoni says about that bullshit. She has to die to be in the Rise of Skywalker. That's so true. she has to die. That's true. I don't she care what just he says. do a seance to talk to Ray. Exactly. She has to die. But that means that Ezra has to live because he wasn't in there. And that pisses me off so much you wouldn't believe how pissed off i am that ezra is confirmed to not die oh oh i'm so mad i'm so 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 mad i'm so 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 mad kanan did die for this i wish ezra would have died instead of kanan i thought have been incredible we got we could have had fred from scooby-doo or we can have the guy who can't act in a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. I don't think it's the same guy, is it? Which one? He's playing Ezra. It's no, not it's the... not. It's not, thankfully. Hopefully this one is marginally more tolerable. Mr. Buffalo Wild Wings. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That still pisses me off. I literally will not, will not even go to uh, the, whatchamacallit, the Buffalo Wild Wings in my town because uh, yeah <laughs> I don't I don't want Very I don't want to see policy. him I don't want to I don't want there to be a chance that I see him there <laughs> I want them to know that Taylor Gray made me not go to Buffalo Wild Wings anymore that's what I that's what I want I want them all to know that um yeah that that pisses me off so much (laughs) nice oh i'm so mad i'm so mad i'm so fucking mad that he that he gets to live that he gets to live in this show and that ahsoka has to die oh wait and see I, it's not even that I'm mad that Ahsoka has to die. I'm I'm okay with that. She's been around for too long in Star Wars. She needs to go. But the fact that 
she dies so Ezra can live is the worst trade in history. This is like trading your level 100 uh, shiny Mewtwo and getting a level 1 Magikarp in return. I'm I hope the story you. isn't that obvious. I mean, it is. It is. I'm I'm the expert on these things. I'm I I watch too much TV. I'm known for watching too much TV and I am calling this here here you should ask me the big red button is Ezra dies but Ahsoka dies and then I press the button. There you go, big red button. <laughs> I'm legit mad. I am mad and sad and frustrated and angry. Uh, if if we whipped out the mixed emotion cards, I would be pulling out all of them, bro. Yeah. I'm mad. I am fucking furious. This is some bullshit, dude. This is this is this is the trade that we have to make. Man, mm-hmm. come on. It's it's like uh it's like the trade between um uh, we got rid of Robert Downey Jr. and instead we're getting the chick who was Ironheart in uh in Black Panther two. Yeah, worst trade ever. This is the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals, maybe ever. There's a there's a little Trump quote for you. Oh shit, we need to talk about it. He got indicted again last night. He did. I didn't like. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, he got RICO charges in Georgia, and these are state charges, so he can't pardon himself. And they're gonna make him get a mugshot, but th- that's totally gonna backfire uh, because he's going to plaster that on all the merch. There is no fucking way in hell that he is not gonna be on like a million different pieces of merch with that fucking mugshot. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I want to I want to do a bet here. I want to do a bet here. Do you think he's going to smile or frown in the mugshot? Uh I think he's going to frown. I think he's going to smile. I I think he's genuinely retarded enough to think that he might get out of this. I think he's he's genuinely actually retarded enough to believe his own fucking stupidity and think that he'll be able to get out of this. I think that that'll be fucking hilarious when that backfires on him. But yeah, I really want to see him on that mugshot, and I know he's going to be smiling. Ten bucks says he's smiling. Are you willing to take that wager with me? Sure. Ten bucks. Okay. Um, as long as he's in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, SBF went back to jail. Sam Bankman-Fried, he went back to jail. Oh, sick. Yeah. Um, big red button? Yeah, what is it? I thought you had one. Uh. No. Maybe, uh, you know... Ezra, Ezra dies in the show. Yes, 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 yes. You got to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. 
Yes, 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 yes. And they're only going to be playing his voice when you go there. It's like they're playing like a, a tribute act. They're playing every... It's Star Wars Rebels, but just when Ezra is on screen. Or it's just him talking about Buffalo Wild Wings. Either way. Mm. And it's not even him playing him. All right. If it was Taylor Gray playing Ezra and he got a suitably gory and brutal and disrespectful death. Yes. Yes. I hope someone like puts layers that over like a scene of Ezra him talking about Buffalo Wild Wings. And maybe he's like <laughs> killing Ahsoka or something. Maybe during his death scene, where like he he you know uh, he gets like ripped apart by like uh, uh, a Space Marine chapter from Warhammer 40k, just like obliterates him with like all their weapons and shit, and they like chop him up with chain swords and shit like that. And yes. he's like laying there bleeding on the ground. He's in like three different pieces, right? And like his last words are talking about the the amazing savings that you amazing can get by going to Buffalo's, yeah, exactly. by going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh uh, yes, I would press that button. I would press that button in a heartbeat. It would be worth it just I to would, know that that smug little bastard for some good uh, wings and for uh, that that sound clip because I like that sound clip. It's fucking hilarious. That would it would be fucking hilarious. Uh, All uh, right, well, uh, we got, I'm, we got I'm a imagining. shout out. Got a shout, shout out our patron. Shut up! I'm imagining it. Shut up! I'm imagining it. Let me imagine it for a few more seconds. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh yes. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The hatred that the internet has for Ray. The you know the she's a Mary Sue, she's a uh you know she never has to work hard for anything she never loses. That is how I feel about Ezra. That is exactly how I feel about Ezra, and the fact that people can on one hand claim to love Rebels, but hate the sequels and call Ray a Mary Sue, um legitimately makes me feel like we have no hope as a society and a species. And if we do go extinct, it will have something to do with that. Great. I want to thank our patron, Justin Connor. Thank you very much for your support Uh, yet again this month. Very, very much appreciated. Really helps us out. Uh, Let's us do cool stuff uh, on this podcast, like going to movies, talking about movies, uh, getting, scott henson to do commentaries with us about movies it's great um if you want to support us over on patreon get a cool shout out uh it's only three dollars a month but if you pay five dollars you get ad free early access to all these episodes you get uh uh access to aforementioned movie commentaries we have one with scott henson we watched the rock it was really cool it was really funny we also watched all the four Indiana Jones films in the lead up to Dial of Destiny and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull almost drove me insane. So you should definitely watch that one because holy shit, I almost died. You do lose it. 
definitely we, we, lose it there. We absolutely lost it. It, it. It's kind of a it's kind of a delight to see. So definitely, definitely go enjoy that with us. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, I think maybe also I would like to uh, invite you all to. Oh well, first of all, patreon.com slash iihs podcast, all one word. Um, I would like to invite you all to follow us on social media as well for updates, Q and a topic suggestions, that sort of thing. We are on threads, Twitter. That's the name of the website. It's not X shut the fuck up. Elon, you dumb bitch. And Instagram. Uh, we are at IIHS podcast again, all one word. Uh, so go over, follow us there. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you prefer to listen to these episodes on YouTube, uh, we are at IIHS podcast again, all one word on YouTube as well. So, uh, go check it out. Uh, these video or these podcasts are usually uploaded two to four hours after they go up on RSS over on YouTube. So if, if that's more convenient for you, go check us out there and, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe. But other than that, um, I don't think I have anything else to say other than we hope you enjoyed the 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 sixty ninth episode, the the funny number. It's the sex number, haha, ha, sex, <laughs> the funny sex number uh, episode of the podcast, and we'll 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 be talking to you guys next week. Uh, we'll see you then. Bye now. <laughs>